Hello, it's October the 22nd, 2011, and that means only one thing. What thing? It's Companion Chronicles Day. Oh, <laughs> today. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to scare you. That was Paul Sprague making a noise. Uh, this is Nick Briggs making a noise. And over there, David Richardson is about to make a noise. I'm being demure. <laughs> We've often said that about you. So, yes, uh, David, describe what Companion Chronicles Day is for those who don't know. Well, I mean, it's a chance for people who haven't tried out the Companion Chronicles to do so um, on one special day where we offer a discount on the first series. Um, there were four titles in the first series. And the titles are uh, Doctor Who, Frostfire, Doctor Who, Fear of the Daleks. I'm not going to say Doctor Who again. The Bluetooth and The Beautiful People. Oh, I get a bit nostalgic about this. is where my big finished journey began. Uh, not because I was working here, because I was reviewing them for Starburst magazine. I was going to say, yeah, you weren't actually working mm. here while these were being made. No, but you? this is where I fell in love with the Companion Chronicles, you see. Little did I know one day... You'd be... Uh, very uh, old. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be making them. Um, I also I also remember the day that I got a little uh, little parcel at Visual Imagination after you'd gone when I was still there that had, uh, had Here There Be Monsters in it with a little post-it note on the front from you that said, I made this. Oh, bless. <laughs> we were all excited. It was quite sweet. <laughs> dreadfully embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> that's why I thought I'd bring it up yeah. anyway so the this first series of Companion Chronicles are now mm. available to, at a special discounted price for today do you want to know what that price is go on well they're £5 each but if yes. you buy all four it's a mere £16 no yes yeah. no and, and that's to buy the CDs because as you may have heard they're not available for download and that's because of stuff <laughs> and oh, well that, handled yeah thank you thank you <laughs> and that stuff is that uh, of course you know in the before time uh, many millions of years ago when big finish started no one foresaw downloads so some of our contracts for many years didn't include the word download some of them sort of allowed for it but but some key contracts didn't and so when we started doing downloads we, with the agreement of many, most of our contributors, reissued new contracts. However, some of the people involved in, in these four releases, for reasons uh, of their own, uh, decided not to sign those contracts. So that means that these, unless they can be persuaded otherwise, these four can never be released as downloads, which is a shame, but you know, people make choices in life and we must respect their choices. So that's why we would really love them to be downloads, but I'm afraid they're not. But anyway, um, the first one was Frostfire, which starred Maureen O'Brien as Vicky. Had you, and I, well, I was going to say, had you worked with her before, but you worked with her later. And she's great, Maureen, isn't she? Absolutely lovely. Yeah. And it's just a quality actress. I mean, she, she really does bring so much to it, doesn't she? And it's a lovely script. Is it Mark Platt, isn't it? It is Mark Platt, yeah. yes. Yeah. Really gorgeous little story, that. It's a heck of a way to start a series, isn't it? Mark Platt. Yes. Written by Maureen O'Brien. It's yeah. brilliant. And uh, I was in the studio while she was uh, recording it. Oh, I was in the studio for all four of these, actually. And, 
it was incredible how she had a different physical pose for every character. So Don't she you? wasn't. Yeah, yeah. She had a particular pose for William Hartnell, and <laughs> she wasn't doing that thing of doing outrageous character voices. Although you know, she certainly was colouring each character. But it was the physical change just brings a sort of change in uh, intention. Anyway, let's have a little clip from Frostfire. It's all right. It's only me, Vicky. Are you there? No, that's silly. Where else would you be? I'm coming down. Oh, oh, oops. Careful. Sorry, I slipped. <sighs> Honestly, one day those steps will be the death of me. <sighs> there now. The sooner Carthage gets lifts and elevators, the better. Only a couple of thousand years to go. I did try to explain the basic principle to Troilus, but he didn't get it. You know what he's like, bless him. Heroic. This month, he's supervising the building of an important new quinquireme, but he doesn't even understand a simple system of pulleys. That's what you get for marrying a Trojan prince. That's how heroes think. If it's not a mighty deed, it doesn't count. Anyway, that's not why I'm here. I've finished it. The first draft, anyway, but I'm not telling the scribe that. Not yet. He thinks it's all done, and he's gone to soak his hand in ass's milk or something. <laughs> he was so grumpy. So I told him that if the scribes didn't hoard all the papyrus, I'd have written it myself. I mean, they've got a monopoly on the stuff. I told Troilus that someone should raise the subject in the council. Carthaginian scribes aren't the only ones who can write, you know. Are you listening? Uh-uh, sulking again. Well, never mind. I've brought this down here for you. I thought I could read it through and see what you thought. I'm just trying to remember. It was so long ago, but it's amazing how much came back once I'd sat down and thought about it. That was Frostfire, yes, available today as part of Companion Chronicles Day. £5 for the CD, or £16 for all four CDs. I'll stop just plugging stuff now. The next one is Fear of the Daleks, uh, starring Wendy Padbury as Zoe. Oh, yeah. Wendy, I love her. Yeah, she's so lovely and so modest that she said to me when she came to the recording for that one... Um, she said, I really liked the script and I just thought, why don't they get a better actress to do it? <laughs> well, she was brilliant in it. I know. Yeah. And actually, as we've gone on, we've really found a niche for Wendy as well, actually. I think that the stories we're doing with her at the minute have really developed. I'm very happy with the work we're doing with her. So this is the beginning of a very important journey. It is very much like she does, it does sort of seed what's going to happen later for her, I think. Hmm. Plus the nature of the Companion Chronicles, I suppose, it's, you know, you have to do more to make her character work anyway, don't you? Because obviously she has no memories of her time with the Doctor, so if you're doing sort of a framing device, yeah. you've got that problem. You have to in. work with the framing device rather than against it, I think, which yeah. is what we're doing. Mm, words of wisdom from David Richardson. I thank you. I mean, you, you were in that one as well, weren't you? I was, I was the Daleks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. So that was good fun. Uh, but... Uh, it's interesting how um, when I came up with the idea for the Companion Chronicles, you know, we were very much thinking that it would be the older companions sitting down and talking about their younger days. 
Uh, and that was very that very much uh, preoccupied us at the time. And I think that we we don't worry quite so much about that now, do we? Well, it's not so much not worrying about it. It's actually trying to find different ways to do things. Because if, if we just did the same thing every release, we're doing twelve a year now. So I think it will get quite stale. Yes. Whereas if we shake it up and do different things, it's well, it's it's quite fun. a constraint, isn't it? And I think after a while, you realise you don't actually need it anymore. No, no. But in these early days, we. We knew no better. We were we were treading softly and trying to find a way around it. Anyway, here's a clip from Fear of the Daleks. There have always been the dreams. Always the dreams. I don't remember how long I've been having them. Years, it seems. Decades, perhaps. They start with the same voices. Chilling, inhuman, almost pure evil. Those voices end in the same heart-rending sound of destruction, as though the universe is tearing itself apart. Then I see a fragment of something elusive, an action, a face, and I wake up with a cry. The dreams have been getting more lucid recently. I've been seeing more of the faces, the actions, and I think I finally have something coherent, which is why I've come to you, Counselor. I have an eidetic memory, clarity, precision, almost reality. Imagine dreaming of monsters when you have a gift such as mine. Now, you may ask why someone with a photographic memory couldn't, up until now, remember more than isolated scraps. My theory is that something is blocking me. I feel like I'm an archaeologist of my own history, discovering new pieces every night. Perhaps I've come to you looking for a Rosetta Stone. I am in the dream, but younger. It seems like another Zoe Harriet, in another life. Shall I show you where I've got to? Shall I introduce you to the Doctor? It's the only Dalek companion chronicle, isn't it? It is, actually. Yeah. Good point. We should do another one at some point, shouldn't we? It's, it's with the Dalek as the Doctor's companion. Hello, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you trying to get more work again? Uh, uh, obviously. <laughs> I'm very poor. Um, the, uh, the, one of the things we wanted to do in this first series was put the big hitters in it, so we decided to have the Daleks in it, and also uh, the Cybermen, which uh, they come up in the Bluetooth, which is Carrie John as Liz Shaw. Oh, Carrie John. Ooh, get you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Such a lovey. Well, no, he's just ju- called herself Carrie. She does. <laughs> she does. And also, you see, the reason I know Carrie quite well is because ages ago I did a video thing with her called Breach of the Peace. Now, David looks like he's going to be physically sick. <laughs> no, I was just turning my head. <laughs> That's why I thought that. <laughs> um, uh, and we got on extremely well when we did it. We had a right old laugh. And then I did a Myth Makers interview with her almost directly afterwards so we were just I don't know so we, I've always gone on really well with Carrie she's a lovely lovely lady anyway here she is being uh, Liz Shaw with, with the Cybermen in Bluetooth here's a clip when did I first decide to leave UNIT now there's a question with no easy answer I'm afraid it's not the sort of decision one makes overnight is it there are always moments you see In some ways, I'd already decided to leave UNIT before I'd even joined it. Invisible ink? Grown men playing at soldiers? I don't think so. 
And then when I got there, it was even worse. Little blue men with three heads. It's hardly what I imagined I'd be doing when I graduated from... But then came the doctor. The doctor. So, I suppose the more relevant question would be, when did I first decide to leave the doctor? And why? How many has uh, uh, Carrie done since that one? Oh, God, quite a few. Um, she's done Shadow of the Past, and she's got one coming up the binary next year, and there's another one. Sentinels of the New Dawn. Sentinels oh. of the New Dawn, so at least three. So it's part of your mission, isn't it? Giving more stuff to Caroline John. Well, it is, yeah, because I did Lovely Shore as a companion, so... I'd, I'd like to champion the companions who didn't have too much on telly, so Liz and and Sarah Kingdom have done oh, quite yeah, well at it. Yeah, well, it's good, isn't it, to tell yeah. more stories with them. I've always loved the character of Liz Shaw as well. I remember mm. when I met and worked with Carrie, I was particularly thrilled at that prospect, so yeah. it's nice. Uh, I think she was ahead of her time, actually. I yeah. think had she come later, she would have had a much longer life you just didn't fit into Doctor Who of the era no they wanted to I mean it's I love the story about how she got the job which is how you know she wasn't getting any work so she got a rather dolly bird photograph of herself taken in a bikini <laughs> and Derek Sherwin thought yes we'll have her she looks gorgeous <laughs> and uh, it turned out that she wasn't that sort of companion at all mm-hmm it is interesting, actually, how they try to sort of somehow disguise her from story to story by giving her different wigs and things. It's almost like they were trying to make it so that the audience wouldn't remember her. Really? Yeah, it's, they broke up the image. She didn't have a definite image. If you think of it, every story, she looks yeah. very different. I mean, you know, I remember as a kid sort of barely having a, 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 a handle on the fact that it was her. It was just Doctor Who's girl. I mean, I was very young at the time. Yeah, yeah. But, of course, her performance really, you know... Yeah shines through she does brilliant things with it even though it's it's not written very consistently i don't think in the original tv series no so some silurians she was a screamer wasn't she yeah i suppose so yeah mind you you would i think i'd probably scream if a silurian came i'd be terrified by the way that the masks didn't fit properly (laughs) (laughs) right and on to the the final one which is the beautiful people thank you very much yes starring david richardson (laughs) in a dress Uh, (laughs) and this is i'd uh, buy that (laughs) would you no no (laughs) think carefully yes i I didn't think that through to be fair (laughs) so lana ward as uh, romana has Romana done no more? The she has. She's done two more. The Pyralis Effect. Oh, invasion of E-Space. There we have it. I always remember my main uh, memory of this recording was that, yeah, because I was doing all the behind-the-scenes interviews in those days before, before David Richardson was born. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Alala is a challenge to interview because she's not really interested in all that nonsense. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but she's... She's nice enough to say, well, I'll do it. You know, yeah, and she looks yeah. at him to say, well, I'm going to mess it up for you. But, you know, <laughs> come on, try and interview me and try and get me to say something really yeah. nice. Because she, were, she was saying all sorts of terrible things that I can't possibly. Yeah. <laughs> and with a little smile on her face, like, yeah, you won't be able to use that either. Because this one's all about uh, um, large people being uh, um, uh, 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 made... <laughs> They're being made. Put on, large put people being oh, made. Large Take people another being for, forced to. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're making them beautiful. That's the idea. They're getting rid of lots of body fat and stuff. I'm looking at the CD for for inspiration, but actually not reading it. 
situated in 50 acres of relaxing sculpture. I'm not going to read it. Okay. Uh, and she started saying lots of outrageous, silly things. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a lovely uh, st uh, story by Jonathan Morris. Let's have a clip to save me. Doctor! Ken Hallen! I sighed in relief. Where have you been? The doctor emerged from the shadows, grinning broadly. I could make out the red glow of canine's blinking eyelights at his heels. <clears throat> well, now, there's quite a long story attached to that, he said with an embarrassed cough. Canine word forward. Dr. Master was engaged in commercial transaction in the facility's souvenir outlet. What? I cried. All this time and you were in the gift shop? Yes, said the doctor. Look, before you complain, we bought you this. He reached into his coat and drew out a large, fluffy pink and blue towel. I couldn't believe my eyes. A towel? You bought me a towel? I knew it, said the doctor. I knew you would prefer the scented bath salts gift basket, but canine did insist. Well, there we have it. That's all four. Have you anything to add, chaps? Um, my girlfriend went to see a play last week and afterwards discovered that she was surrounded by artwork by Lala Ward for sale. Wow. Surrounded by it. Yeah, that sounds this, like this, she was selling lots and lots of pieces of art. They were, and they were all Trompe Loy pieces as well. Little strange pictures of things that couldn't and shouldn't exist. That's interesting. Well, I'm where, sure Lala will be delighted to hear you regard her little strange pictures. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a little. She sent me a couple of pictures of them. There's one of a lizard that sort of. It's part out of the picture and part in it's quite fascinating stuff when you say she was surrounded by them I can't quite she walked out of the theatre and, and couldn't like a move because there were paintings gallery. oh in this theatre yeah I believe so which theatre uh, I can't remember which one it was now so thanks oh. for that <laughs> more details please well there you yeah, are I'll, I'll find out more but they are the multi-talented Lala Ward yeah mm. David looks like he needs to get back to work sort of swivelling <laughs> around on his chair like looking at his desk I need to do emails yeah. you know I'm just swiveling my bottom <laughs> well on that bombshell <laughs> on that bumshell oh, oh that's the door I bet that's our boss Jason Hegelery come to visit hey. us right well don't forget it's Companion Chronicles day all day today and then when this day is over it is not Companion Chronicles day so just for today these stories Frostfire Fear of the Daleks The Bluetooth and Beautiful People are available for £5 each which is quite some discount and if you buy all four it's £16 get them now quick bye thank you bye <laughs> <laughs>